Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today on the show, I'm speaking with Kate Crocco, and I'm excited to dive into this topic. Kate is a confidence and mindset coach. She's a writer, she's a speaker, and founder of the Confident Ladies Club community and host of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. She's been featured on numerous outlets where she shares her journey of becoming a licensed psychotherapist, owning a private practice, and then creating a second business, Coaching Lady Bosses. Kate's mission is to empower women to go after their dreams by helping them break down the walls and fears that have been holding them back from greatness for too long. She lovingly challenges them to step into the best version of themselves. Kate has worked with thousands of women while building a six-figure business alongside motherhood. She currently resides in New York with her darling husband, two sweet baby girls under two, and rescue pup turbo. So ladies, I'm excited to share this interview with you today. A lot of these things that she talks about, I know are going to resonate with you. And I would encourage you to, if you have any kind of aha moments throughout this episode, definitely screenshot your show and tag us on Instagram stories, both Kate Crocco and myself, Katie Fleming. And we would just love to hear the aha moments that you have. And one of the things she talks about and what I think really resonates and what we've talked about in past episodes, specifically the episode with Samantha Skelly, was that sometimes women feel that by having kids, they're going to lose their identity. Or on the other side of that, they feel like having kids is their identity. And she mentions a little bit of that. And I just wanted to bring that up in the intro to just bring light to that. So if you feel like you're looking to your kids for your identity, or you feel like you've lost your identity through your kids, realize that motherhood is just a role you play. It's not your full identity, but we have the ability and Kate mentions this, we have the incredible ability as women to juggle and do all the things. We can do them all well. We just can't do everything at one time. So I really am excited to dive into this conversation about how you can grow and maintain your visibility. Even as a mompreneur, when life is up or down, kids are sick, kids are healthy, life is peachy or life is crazy, right? Because in any moment, it can go a different way than we planned and that's okay. And here's how you can grow and maintain that visibility. So let's get on to today's interview. All right, guys, today on the podcast, I have Kate Crocco. Welcome. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me, Katie. You know, as I said your last name, I was like, is that how you say it? I'm yeah, pretty sure. got it. Okay, got cool. It. Yeah. So fill everybody in on who you are and what you do in this whole online space. Sure. So I'm a confidence and mindset coach, but originally I started as a psychotherapist. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I worked in agencies and hospitals and rehabs for several years. And I'm not that old. So when I say several years, it's like I've had so many jobs because I just never could find the job that felt right. Pretty much every year I got a new job. I just bounced from job to job. And I realized that I just wanted to be my own boss. So I started my own therapy practice back in 2014. And within three months of launching that, I was able to match my nine to five salary as a social worker, which we will say is not a huge salary, but it was providing and it was pretty awesome to be able to match that salary working with therapy clients only one day a week. 
Yeah. So through that, I just really grew to love entrepreneurship. And I started to coach and mentor other women who wanted to start private practices. And through that, I had other people in small businesses asking, how do you maintain a positive mindset? How do you stay confident when things feel really difficult and hard? So I just started like coaching people sort of for fun. And I thought I was going to be a private practice therapist forever. I never would have imagined myself doing online coaching. I didn't even really know it was a thing. And what happened was I joined B-School the winter of 2015, just because I love to learn. And I was like, you know what? My business has been pretty successful. I've never gone to business school. I've never taken any like business development courses. So probably should try something just to give me a little bit of a business foundation. And then in there... I was introduced to like all these life coaches and business coaches. And I had no idea that this even existed until I had joined B-School. So then after that, I just felt like, you know what, I could try, give this a try. I could start charging for my services. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, great. I still have a profitable business right now. So it's fine. So when you say private practice, you're in your local town having people come to you. Yeah. So I had, I actually had two office locations and I just, I sublet, first I started by subletting an office space from another therapist every Saturday. What I say to, you know, people who want to start a business, especially a therapy practice, you don't have to have the full office right away. The way that I found this other therapist was I literally went through Google and I went through Psychology Today, which is a server where you can find a therapist. And I found the town that I wanted my practice to be in. I looked at all of these different therapists. I found locations that I liked and I just sent them messages and sent and called their numbers and said, hey, any chance you want to sublet? And, you know, it cost, it was like 30 bucks a day. That's awesome. And it helped me build my business. So really just start small. And was this before you had kids? Oh, yeah. 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 So when you made the transition online, were you starting to think towards the future of having kids? Or tell me the time frame of that. Not really. I had always wanted kids. And then once I became my own boss, I sort of like really grew in love with the idea of being my own boss and like having my own business and getting to do this whole big thing on my own. And I adopted a puppy and said, this is fulfilling for me. Like I don't need kids. And I didn't think I wanted to be a mom anymore. My husband wanted kids though. So it was sort of like a sore subject for a while. Yeah. And I just felt like if I had kids, there's no way that I could have a business and be a mom which was not true, right? Because there's so many successful business owners out there who are mothers, but it was really just a limiting belief that I had for a while. Yeah. So when kids came into the picture, how did you have to evolve your business to fit into that new lifestyle? So it was a surprise for me and it was the best surprise I've ever received because it completely, it completely knocked me off my feet. I was the sickest I had ever been in my life for pretty much almost 20 weeks straight of my first pregnancy. It was awful. I was on, you know, like diclegis for my stomach and like nothing was helping. It was like, I literally could not get out of bed. And I also think that I was pretty depressed because I just kept having all of these lies and fears in my head of like, you can't do this. 
You know, you can't be a business owner. You can't be a mom. It's not going to work because I was working like 80 hour weeks in my business and I had to really get to like rock bottom of surrendering everything like all right, I'm going to have this baby and I'm grateful that I'm having this baby, but I'm probably going to have to give my business up. But in that time, the one thing that, because later I realized that it didn't have to be that way. And the one thing that had really helped was that before becoming pregnant, I had hired an OBM in my business and something told me like, just get some support. So yeah. I and an OBM, I'll just interrupt oh, yeah, for yeah. a second. An OBM is an online business manager for those of you that don't know what that is. So this is somebody that probably handles a lot of the tech, the behind the scenes, the social media, potentially those kind of overarching business tasks. Yep. And she yeah. was a godsend. Like she was so amazing. She had some VAs working under her who were doing work for me. I also was very organized back then with content planning and planning like way ahead. So she was able to take my planned ahead content, old content and pre-schedule it so that I could, even when I was laying in bed and I was sick to my stomach, I still was visible. Mm. And that's what kept my business alive. If it weren't for her at that time, putting all of the old content out, just making sure that I remain top of mind for people, my business probably would have died. Yeah. So what is visibility to you and why do you feel like it's so important? Like how would you define that? Yeah. So I think back then, which that was fall of 2016, visibility was a little different for me then. Motherhood changed me so much and so much for the better. But back then it was more of like, I'm going to share with you as much business content as I can. There was really no personal involved in it. It was just strictly business, sharing business and mindset tips, sharing blogs, you know, based off of business information. And then that's what really served me and served my business. But as I've become a mother, I've learned that business is not just business, right? Especially for us moms. Business is just like another extension of our life. And People want to see the behind the scenes. They want to see the good. They also want to see the messy. Yeah. And I would even say that the online personal space and building a personal brand, it's shifted this way. Businesses, I feel like we don't want to connect with the Instagram that's for a business and there's no face. I want to know who's behind things. Who's the heart? What's the soul? Give me the behind the scenes. And I think our followers want that as well. That you know, yeah, we're a business expert or a marketing expert or whatever it is, but we also have these other sides to us as well. Totally. The messier the account, the more that I love it. So your visibility, how did you originally, did you even know you were what you were doing then? And how did you originally set up your visibility plan? back then? So I had a really good sort of plan going on. I had a Facebook group. That's when groups were really, really big and Instagram wasn't as big. And that's pretty much how my business grew was from my Facebook group. So, you know, I had a system that I had put together, you know, I had a coach back then who would help me sort of get the system together. And I just learned to sort of have like a theme each week. And then every day talk a little bit about that theme. And it just made it really easy for me. I would switch up the themes every 13 weeks or so. So So, like a prompt kind of. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Okay, cool. So what is your system today as far as visibility goes? So I will say back then I was, I definitely had things planned ahead of time. I was very organized. And you would think that being a mom, having more on my plate, I would 
be even more organized just to allow for, you know, things to fall apart in the background, just to feel safer. But what I will say is I'm not organized at all. And I want to say this because I want the moms who also feel disorganized at times to know that you can still run a business, even in the chaos. So I do not have content that's planned ahead of time. Every day I sit down and I run my business differently now. I've just learned to run it how it works for me. And I sit down and I say, okay, what's inspiring me today? That's what I'm going to write about. And how do you make sure that that ties in with your offers that you sell through your business? I always just ask myself, does this revolve around mindset? Does this revolve around confidence? So I make sure that I'm consistently tying it back to the theme of my business. Mm -hmm. And I guess I probably should have asked this at the beginning, but to fill everybody in on what it is, like what your core offers would be or are. Yeah, thanks for your clients. Thanks for asking. So I do a bunch of different things. I have a, a mastermind right now. It's called a Think Like a Boss Mastermind. And I've took a little break when I went on maternity, but it's an evergreen mastermind that I started last winter. And every month we have new women who join in. We work on all things mindset. The great thing about this mastermind is that because we're not covering business principles, business strategies. It's for women who are in all walks of business. So I have some women who are like just starting a business. I have some who have been in business for over 10 years, also different income ranges in business. But the one thing we all have in common is our mindset. I love it. So just in terms of keeping, making sure our content that we're creating matches our offers, you're recommending we have a couple different pillars that we speak on and make sure that content plays to that. 100%. Yeah. So for me, I, you know, speak on confidence mindset. I love talking about visibility. I love talking about consistency. I also tie in a lot of faith, which is not like a business pillar, but I guess for me, it sort of is. So I add that into my content as well. Yeah. And I think those things, those knowables, those things that people can know us for, those are important. I think I heard it from Jenna Kutcher or something that, you know, she would just drop little things here and there uh, about her life. Like the fact that she loves mac and cheese. If we talk about mac and cheese and you follow Jenna, now you're going to be at this grocery store and you're going to see mac and cheese and think about Jenna. So there's that powerful marketing dynamic there that you can set up through just sharing who you are and getting personal with your followers. I love that. that. So For somebody who's listening, that's a little more type A and this whole flow thing is kind of freaking them out right now. How, and maybe in the past, have you organized and planned for your visibility? Yeah, that's a good question. So I guess I can just share with you sort of my method that I use with my clients who are in that place where they want organization. I have them sit down and I have them come up with 13 different themes that revolve around their business, whatever their business is. And you write those themes down and then every day of the week come up with, um, so let's just say like Mondays, Mondays introduce the topic. Let's just, let's pick a theme, um, motherhood and business. So Mondays all over your social channels, you'll introduce the topic. So this week we're going to talk about motherhood and business. You know, here are a few questions to maybe consider today to think about before we dive into this content, maybe share a little story. And then, you know, Tuesdays, they'll come out with some type of like motherhood and business tip. So it keeps it really, really simple. So like every day of the week, they're sharing a little piece around the motherhood and business. And I tell my clients that if they take this formula that they have, they sit down, they literally can write their content out for the week in 30 minutes. And then what they do is they take all that content, all of those little bits and pieces 
pages and piece it together and add an intro, a conclusion, maybe a couple other little things, and there's your blog post. And then I say, you love Facebook and Instagram. Wednesdays go live on Facebook and Instagram at the same time and do a live, talk about the topic, maybe answer some questions around the topic, take that live, download it, upload it to YouTube, post the YouTube on your Facebook, put the link to that in your blog post, put everything in your newsletter. So my whole thing is like repurpose, repurpose, repurpose all of your content as much as you can. And let's just think about, I mean, maybe your strategy isn't to grow YouTube, but the fact that you've now put this content in a video form on YouTube, you can embed it in your email or the link or whatever, because you can't embed it. But anyway, it just caters to the way different people learn and remember, and just one more way you can show up and serve your audience. Totally. And for someone who wants it to be more like YouTube ready, another little trick, and this is good for the mamas that I would do, is go live on Facebook, on your computer, go live on Instagram, on your phone at the same time, and then also put Zoom up in the background and hit record on Zoom. You know, because you know, when we start our lives, we're like, hey, how's everyone doing? Like, tell me about the weather. Say yes if you're, you know, here today. Yeah. And people don't want to watch them on YouTube. Yeah. So once you're ready to dig into the content, then hit your, actually then hit your record on Zoom, record, like maybe do a little intro and then hit stop. And then you can say goodbye to all your followers on your platforms, but just a little mom hack for you today. Perfect. I love it. Hey, just wanted to pop in and invite you if you have not already applied for your free game plan call with myself. We'll hop on a 15 minute phone call and chat more about where you are with your idea or your business and how you can take it to a profitable business on nap time hours. And what nap time hours means is running a business in a way that fits into your mom life. Whether your kid actually naps or it's just those nooks and crannies here and there that you can build your dream business, bring in the income and the impact you desire. You can apply now at 1kmom.com forward slash game plan. So what are those common fears as you're encouraging moms and giving them mindset and confidence, women really, what are those common fears you hear around getting visible? I guess there's so many of them. First of all, like I don't have time to be visible. I think that's probably the big thing. We just demystified that one for us. (laughs) I don't have time to be visible, which everyone has time, especially in this day and age with Instagram. You can literally snap a picture. Like as we're speaking right now, I'll snap a picture, right? Because this is something that we can use to be visible. Yeah. And that took two seconds. And then you just post that on your story. So So be visible on Instagram. You literally can do it while you're peeing, while you're nursing. I guess some of the other fears around visibility is just the the fear of like getting on camera. Yeah. Am I going to look awkward? Am I going to look stupid? And you know what? The first probably six months of me being on camera, I looked really awkward and weird. But, but the, that's what people love. That's yeah. what the, I mean, we want to know like, oh, does she look the same way I do when she gets rid, sick of her hair being down and puts it up at the end of the day? Like, yeah, we're all the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The slight variations, but yeah, we're all pretty weird. <laughs> that's so true. So fear of just visually being out there, kind of vanity thing, and then fear of not having enough time. So do you have any mindset hacks or anything that you can share with us on how to just kind of get in the right frame of mind and get confident before going live or posting that story? 
Sure. I would say the only way to really grow your confidence, especially on video on social media is through consistency. Yeah. So doing it over and over and over again. And I literally used to practice on my computer, not actually going live anywhere, but just popping up the little photo booth thing, hitting record and just talking. And like, just, I think for some women, just like hearing their voice sounds really scary. Yeah. I would say just start practicing even like with your friends, with your family, start going, like start doing FaceTime to talk to people instead. That's how you can get yourself on camera. That's a good tip. That's really, really good. Yeah. And, and I think it's just doing it too. Just doing it scared, popping open that Instagram stories. And even if it's just Instagram now has this cool feature where you can specify your close friends. So maybe you just set up your mom and your husband and your BF and like your best friend and that's it. And you just start to send them stories throughout the day. I mean, it's a great way to just kind of get yourself out there and start playing around with the platform and, and your confidence. I love that idea. Yeah. So fill everybody in on the week you just had and how you've been able to maintain that visibility throughout that week. Yeah. So my husband first had the man cold and then poor thing, the man cold actually did turn into the norovirus. Yeah. So he was really sick. My almost two-year-old also had a norovirus. So lots of vomiting going on. My four, almost four-month-old also had a really bad cough. So I was just taking care of everyone all week. Did you stay healthy? Yeah. I didn't get sick at all. I know. I know. I just kept telling myself though, I don't have a choice. Like I cannot get sick. I have to stay strong. I cannot get sick. And I could not work. I literally could not get onto my laptop. I was not allotted any time. I could have done it like at night, but I really needed to sleep. So what I did was I just made sure that I was on my phone and I stayed visible on Instagram. I stayed visible on Facebook. And again, just like here and there, like write a little post, snap a little story, go back to some of your old content or go back to an old blog and post that. And pretty much right now, I feel like that's sort of how my business runs is that I just work when I get little pockets of time and I've just become used to that. And in the past, knowing that everyone was sick, I most likely wouldn't be able to work for a whole week or so. I would have flipped out. I would be crying. I would, you know, almost be into like panic attack mode. Like, how am I going to have a business? How is this going to work? And my whole thing is I just tell myself now, everything else can go to the wayside. But the most important thing in my business is first to make sure if you have clients that you stay in contact with your clients. But then the other thing is that you just stay visible. Yeah. So it, the other stuff in the background, it can all wait, right? Like updating your blog or updating your website or getting the new opt-in out. Like that stuff can wait. You just need to stay top of mind for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was talking to a client this week about just that. It's when we have small pockets of time or life has gotten crazier than normal, the things you need to make sure you're not dropping the ball on is that client work. So are you doing the work that yeah. they paid you to do? And are you still maintaining your marketing, like the things you need to do to get more people? Because the, otherwise we could fall into this whole feast or famine, clients or no clients kind of a, a cycle. And I think when we go through those no client dips, that's where the lack of confidence comes from. We start doubting, we start recreating, we start making new offers, new opt-ins, all this stuff that really doesn't matter if we would just in the first place have continued doing what got the clients in the first place. 
That's so good. I love that because you're 100% right. It's not about creating the new stuff. It's about just keeping the current stuff visible. Yeah. I've heard like you've got to continue. You just need to say the same things over and over again to new people. It's not about saying new things to the same old people. We got to keep, you know, and that's a little network marketing concept too. You got to keep filling your your pipeline with people or whatever your industry is. You got to keep adding new leads into your world. So, okay. How do you measure? Do you measure and how do you measure the success of your visibility? I'm not good with analytics or tracking or any of that stuff. But what I would say is measuring my success of visibility really just comes down to, again, like I just work through intuition and through like what's feeling good for me. And if I can like put my hat on the pillow at night and just say, today felt like a good day. Like I feel like I said enough and I also got some engagement. I think that's another thing is making sure that the things that you're putting out there, you're not just like throwing stuff at people. You're maintaining a conversation, whether if you're doing stories, like putting a little sticker in the poll sticker and asking people a question, but do I feel like I interacted with people today? That's what makes me feel like I found the success that day. Mm -hmm. If it feels like I was just throwing stuff out there, it doesn't feel like a successful day. Mm, That's good. That's good. And I love that you're talking about just figuring out what works best for you and your flow, your inspiration that you have about it might not be the same for somebody else. So how does visibility look different? Maybe you can pull examples from your clients, but how does visibility look different from one person to the next? So for some clients, I I have some clients who have local businesses and their visibility is better served. Like in more in-person outings and things. So going to a local network event, networking event, just showing their face at like a local coffee shop or calling up other business owners in the area, looking for referrals, hanging up flyers. When I had a local business, I used to do that all the time. So it really... It can look different for everyone. And then for some, you know, Instagram is not going to be their platform of choice. For some, maybe it's Twitter and Pinterest. And being okay with not being in all the places all the time, like just picking that one or two, those one or two platforms that feel really good for you and feel easy for you and sticking with those and that's it. Yeah, that's good. So if you could do this whole journey of motherhood and business all over again, what would you tell yourself and how would you do it? Like, what would you start with instead of like your journey that you've gone through? Would you change anything? I guess. I don't think I would. I don't think I would change anything because yeah, just because it's got me to this place today, but I would tell my past self, like, just chill out. Just know it's going to be okay. Becoming a mother and owning a business. Moms are just super women. They can do everything. Like the amount of work that I used to put into my business in the past, I was focusing on all the wrong things. I was just putting all of the hours out there rather than, and I I listened to a podcast actually of yours recently. And you said something like the amount of time that you give yourself, like you fill it. Yeah. The task matches the time you give it. That's exactly, yep. That was it. So I have maybe three hours of little pockets a day that I can devote to my business. And I get everything done. I get, well, I don't get everything done, but I get the important things done. Yeah. I think the problem also comes when we start to identify with that that situation. And we start to say, oh, I only have three hours. So my clients are going to hate me and my business is going to suffer. And like we start to identify with the circumstances in our lives instead of realizing this is what I've got. How can I use this to further my impact, my income, my family life, all of those things? 100%. So 
being really flexible with yourself. Like in the past, I thought that everything had to look a certain way to be a a successful coach. So like packages had to have email support. And nowadays, like I don't offer email support anymore. What I have is, do you use Voxer? Yeah. I do. I'm terrible at it, but I have it. Oh, well, it's it can be so helpful. So I rarely email. Everything is via Voxer. So if my clients need to get in touch with me, they send me a Voxer. So when I'm driving the kids in the car, I'm washing the dishes, that's when I do. I'm folding laundry. That's when I reply back to my messages. I love it. Very cool. Yeah, we use Slack for that as well because email is just no bueno. Well, as we kind of dive into the end here, fill us in. Are you a reader and what is the best book you've read? And then what are you looking forward to reading soon? Yeah. So, well, I'm reading a couple books right now. I'm in a different place in my reading journey right now because I've been writing a book. So, yeah. So, it's, I haven't been as focused with my reading because I've really wanted to like not get a lot of outside information and make sure that what I'm writing is like just from my mind pretty much. But I have been reading The Magic of Motherhood. I can't remember the author's name right now, but it's a really nice book because it's one of those sort of like casual reads where each chapter is like a little memoir or like a little story from a mother and her journey. Like it's not like a business development book or anything, but it just makes you feel like, all right, like this woman's been through this journey. Like I I feel heard, like she gets it too. So that's been a really great book I've loved. I've also been reading Work Party from Jacqueline Johnson of Create and Cultivate. Oh, cool. Which is sort of like her story of how she started Create and Cultivate. It's very inspirational. And then, yeah, I've just been writing my own book, which has been a journey in itself. Well, fill us in on what that looks like right now. Like, what is the title? Do you have a title? Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So we just, publisher just actually got back to me last week and said that they accepted my title, which is called Thinking Like a Boss. It's the same name as my podcast and the book will be released in February of 2020. So in a year from now, the book is on mindset and entrepreneurship and it's really geared towards women. And each chapter is a different limiting belief that clients have overcome, I have overcome, and there's a lot of personal story. And then a lot of also foundation from my days as a therapist and the training. I had training in something called dialectical behavior therapy. It's really pretty skills-based. So there's a lot of different exercises in the book around that. So that will be released with Baker Books next February. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Well, fill everybody in on how we can connect with you and just hear more about what you've got going on. Sure. Well, my favorite place to hang out is Instagram at Kate Krakow. My website, katecrakow.com. My podcast, Thinking Like a Boss. I'm a Facebook group called The Confident Ladies Club. And that's pretty much it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Katie. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's show, screenshot and tag us on your Instagram stories. We would love to hear the aha moments that you have had. Subscribe to the show and consider yourself a part of the Ambitious Motherhood family. 